0: Sean came to the finish line and bounced off of it. Yes, and everybody crowded around him. And so I'm coming to finish line, and suddenly it's blocked. Yes, yeah.
1: But at that point, hold (laughs) on, hold on. At (laughs) that point, you and Sean are now neck and neck,
2: literally. You could have passed him if. Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. With your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off.
3: Happy Canada Day weekend.
1: That's right. Happy Canada Day. Wow.
3: July already. And you know what that means? A new province.
1: Oh, I was going to say fireworks, but yes, a new province. <laughs>
3: For We Run the North.
1: What province are we in now?
3: We've hit the Maritimes. No. New Brunswick.
1: Wow. It has been a long, long time since I was in New Brunswick.
3: <laughs> and I've never been to the Maritimes, so oh. bucket list.
1: What's the name of the park?
3: Fundy National Park.
1: Fundy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun time.
3: Sounds like a fun time in Fundy. <laughs>
1: and that's happening with We Run the North. That's
3: right. Still virtual, going on. Still virtual going 10K. on. Okay. Virtual 10
1: yeah. and with the Monarch Butterfly, what's happening?
3: Monarch Ultra, virtuals, and Relay Run, still looking for runners. And for the virtual, still looking for runners, walkers, hikers, bikers.
1: Yeah. Cool, and you made a new map with uh, all the butterflies that are going to be...
3: Yes, we made a new map, which we'll post soon, about all the where all the registrants are from, because we're trying to represent all... Thirteen provinces, territories, and states. Fifty-two states. Fifty-two cool. states. Fifty. Fifty, <laughs> 50 states. states. Okay. Anyway. Okay, Norm. Who's oh. on? Oh boy, we got a goodie tonight.
1: Okay, Paul Bonnet.
3: And who might you ask is Paul Bonnet? Well, wow.
1: every ultra guy saw this guy.
3: Every ultra person. Person <laughs> saw them.
1: Cross the finish line at Western States this year, DFL.
3: DFL.
1: By half a second. Everyone's
3: No. Yeah, half a second. Oh, in terms of how he became DFL. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He
1: became DFL by a half a second. Yeah. It was epic. We all saw it live and uncensored.
3: And I, now I, 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 we as soon as we saw it, we're like, we need to talk to this guy.
1: <laughs> Big time. <laughs> and um, if you have not seen it, for the three people out there who have not seen it, the, the, the finish line of Western States this year, 2021, go see it on YouTube. Anybody has it. And then come back and listen to our podcast with Paul Bonnet. He's going to talk us right through the entire day.
3: Cannot wait. Coming up. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, Paul
1: Bonnet. Paul Bonnet, tu parles say.
0: Yeah, well, supposedly, but uh, yeah, I took French for years and I speak Spanish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same, same thing.
3: <laughs> We're supposed to be bilingual, but only one of us is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took French all through high school and college and then moved to Mexico.
3: huh.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Of course, we came across you because of the epic finish what happened at Western States this year. You are the DFL of Western States 2021. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Wasn't supposed to happen that way. I promised. I was telling my parents, I'm, we're not doing that. We are not doing that. I have de- did that with my sister uh, in 2017, and it's stressful, and we're not doing that. <laughs> and we did it.
3: Well, we'll get to that. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll get to that, but... After further research, you are certainly no stranger to Western States. You're no stranger to Ultra Running. In fact, your Ultra sign up goes back to 94, which is probably the beginning of this website.
0: <laughs> so, cool. you guys have been around a while.
1: <laughs> so, let's take us back to the beginning and how did you get into running? So, our listeners can know that you are no stranger to Ultra Running. <laughs>
0: How did I get into this whole ultra-running scene? That's, yes. That, that's actually a good story. Um, probably back in 93, I ran a race called, uh, well, I, I ran Mazatzals. It's an 18-mile trail race around here. and I had just moved back into Phoenix in 92, and we had started running in the mountains of New Mexico. So I was loving mountains, and I was back in the city and didn't like the city so much. I heard about this trail race. But it was, you know, I was doing 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, 5Ks, everything competitive, run like crazy, beat the guy next to you. Ah, he he has got a fight shoe. Ha ha. And run (laughs) on, you know. Yeah. So the 18 mile race is a 18 mile race. It's nine miles uphill, just uphill and nine miles downhill. So it just, it goes straight up a mountain. And so we're racing nine miles up this mountain and near the top where the aid station is, my calf starts to cramp. And I start cramping. And the guy next to me, we're both running really hard, trying to get the, the guy next to me, instead of going, ha ha, you've died and running on, he goes, oh, let me help with that. Starts stopping. He massages my cramp and gives me a salt wow. pill and gives me, we hydrate together. He says, Let's drink this. Take this. And he massages it out. And he runs to the aid station. Good. Let's eat this. And then we ran all the way to the finish together. And I thought, well, this is awesome. And- <laughs> oh. And then at That's- the finish, we all just hung out, had hamburgers, and had a great time. And I thought, this is a lot more fun than go beating up people in a 10K shop. A couple of years later, I was invited to go to uh, the first uh, Highline race that I, that I went to. And that year, Pat McKenzie was setting it up as two 50Ks, a 50K on Friday and a 50K on Saturday. The race had happened several years before with Scott Mojoleski winning the race, Mojo we call him and this there was a huge burn the dude fire that burned out the middle of the course oh, and wow. it was a famous fire because it killed like 12 firefighters and it was, oh. it was a terrible fire the middle of the course was burned out so we hadn't had the race for a while the rd pat mckenzie who does a lot of hard rock stuff and things mm. just set up 250ks and he said no fee no aid no award and we'll Run a 50k on Friday, then we'll stay overnight at uh, Camp Tonazona, and then we'll run the 50k again on Saturday. <laughs> oh, no, food, no aid award. I had to order pack up a bunch of stuff to carry from my food and drink and everything. Okay, it's all well. We'll have some aid stations out there. There'll, there'll be water and stuff out there. And I thought I run the race, and there was more stuff at the aid station: food and pretzels and and gummy bears and <laughs> and you know drink. People and there's there's more stuff at the aid station than any race I had paid for. <laughs> <laughs> no fee, no aid, no award. We run this 50k. I'm running with uh Scott St. John's, Kirk Apt, various famous people in Arizona. Also, and we run the 50k, we stay overnight, great camaraderie. Do it again the next day. Great out camar- This is ultra running. I'm in. <laughs>
1: Well, so. I would love to talk to you about your extensive running resume, but let's just break it down into some specifics. And one of them is man against horse, which is something you've done seven times and you either won it or placed at this race. So let's talk about man against horse. Exactly. What is this phrase?
0: This is, um, uh, uh, this is my, this is one of my key races. It's the race that got me famous back in 1990, what five, um was the first year i think i, I won that race and it, it you know it was the, it's the local race it's one of the lo- older races around here it was a challenge between people to, who can run faster the big guys or the horses and it had been going on for several years and i friends of mine told me about it and it's up in prescott arizona mm-hmm. a bit north of here and up and over mingus mountain mm-hmm. and you know one Barrett says, you know, he has a digital clock out there, you know, a regular sweep hand clock, not a digital, but a sweep hand clock. And, he, you know, all right, six o'clock, let's go. And that's the starting <laughs> gun. Horses and people start running. And I ran the race and, and uh, you know, I was running really well those years. Long time ago, right? Beat the horses going up the mountain and coming down the mountain. And I got to like one of the last aid stations coming through and they're like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be in front of the horses. I'm, well, okay, can I get some water? No, you can't give me water. You're not supposed to beat the horses. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is bliss. And so I ran in, and I was the first person to ever to get to the finish line, beating all the horses to the finish line.
3: So wow.
0: Yeah. So that's why they stuck me in the Born to Run book. So whatever.
3: <laughs> oh, we didn't know you were in Born to Run. We're going to have to yeah, read I got- that. <laughs>
0: I got a couple paragraphs somewhere in there.
3: Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay. Let's, uh, I get to reread this book.
3: Absolutely. That's (laughs) epic, man.
1: Born to Run is the reason why I did Leadville. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Amazing. So So do you keep going back to Man versus Horse? Yeah.
0: So Man Against Horse is, uh, there's a couple of races that are my go to races. Man Against Horse is like my favorite. I mean, you get to run with horses. Yeah, You're going around the backside of, and the people are up on their horse and you're running along and they're going, I can't believe you're running this far. And you're looking at them going, I can't believe you're riding a horse this far. <laughs> it, it's just an epic race. It's so much fun to run with the horses and against the horses and the riders. And there's a lot of camaraderie. And afterwards, again, you have a big barbecue and an awards thing where the horse people hang out with the runner people and you just really get together and so yes i've done it you know does i have i have more man against horse shirts than i've got anything else
1: in life. have you have you ever tried to get on a horse and try to win it uh. by by riding a horse
0: <laughs> that's not a good thing for in fact the last time i did western states before this time i ended up on a horse and i rode a oh, horse dear. out
3: one of your other favorite events appears to be Across the Years in uh, Arizona.
0: Well, that's because I was the director for Across the Years.
3: Ah! So.
1: Wow, you know what? This I love so far. I'm absolutely loving this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Finding out all this great info. Yes, <laughs> well, so
0: the reason I got into Across the Years is to do the first Western states 25 years ago. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do Western states, I have to run overnight. And my friend Linda Van Tilborg says, "Well, Paul, my friend Harold Siegloff is putting on a race over New Year's, and he needs and I was I was vice president of Arizona Road Racers that time, and he needs tables and chairs and stuff for that. Can you deliver them to him? And of course I do. And then he's like, "Hey, we need people to count laps." And being a school teacher, I didn't have any money to put into races. So it's like, "And if you count eight hours of laps, you can run the race for free." i'm like cool (laughs) so i delivered the tables and me and my friend paul manning went out and ran across the years on a track in phoenix and tried to run overnight which i didn't do very well but i did read forrest gump that day while i ran around the track (laughs) um but we had fun though the next year i signed up for it again to do it again better and we had moved it to a different location And Harold Siegeloff called me up on Christmas Eve and says, Paul, I need a favor. I was just in the hospital. Can you direct my race for me this weekend? Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. So so I took over the race that year and and directed it. And then Harold came back to me. Paul, that was so great. I'm giving you the race. It's yours.
3: Oh, wow. (laughs) The gift you didn't didn't know you wanted, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we turned it into a, a bigger and bigger race and made it a six day and, and got international people coming in and, uh, over the, over the, because we did it over the millennium. So in 2000, we had to do the 2000, 2001, which is scary because all the electronics are supposed to blow up <laughs> and the Battery back. and it was the first time we had done computer timing for the race.
3: Ah, when did the race become a six day what when do you remember when that happened
0: over the millennium I put it on as a six day over the millennium
3: oh just for that period and what was the thinking behind that
0: because we could <laughs> <laughs> I, three days is what the race always was mm-hmm. um, and three days an official thing nobody acknowledges three days because we were the only people that did the three-day race but right. we did the three-day race and that race that was our race was the three-day race we did 24 48 and 72 and we're the only ones that did a 72 but i realized hey it's the millennium if you want to get big do a six day and when i did the six day everybody from europe showed up and across the country showed up my race doubled in size i put it on another year after that and then i'm like i'm tired somebody else can do this i handed it over to them and now the uh has taken it over and made it into a huge thing totally different than what I used to do but huge absolutely fantastic they do a great
3: well that that actually segues nicely into our next question because you were at the 96 western states which is 25 years ago so (laughs) we're very curious to know all the details about that in terms of obviously there was no lottery then Why did you want to get into Western at that point in in your running career? So tell us about that, what you can remember from the very first Western that you You did.
2: Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com. Did you know the Monarch Butterfly is the ultra-runner of the insect world? Covering over 4,000 kilometers every year during their migration from Mexico to Canada. Is that what they mean when they say the butterfly effect? That was a weird movie. We've launched the Monarch Ultra Virtual 10K. You can run, walk, hike, bike, or flap your wings virtually anytime, any place. You'll receive a beautiful two-sided medal featuring a stunning Monarch, as well as a custom neck gaiter, all while supporting Camp Kawartha in Peterborough. Our goal is to have 430 participants across North America, each completing 10K, representing the collective distance of the Monarch's migration. Sprint to Goddard, Runracing.com racing.com for more details now back to the show 26 years ago <laughs> i you
3: know remember,
2: but...
0: <laughs> I don't remember to it <laughs> but you know what's the race what he wants to get into right it is the race if you're an ultra runner and if you're a decent ultra runner you want to get into western you want to do western obviously now you can see how many people try to get into western but back in '96, you could apply. You just sent the way to get into Western. You ran a 50 miler. I put on Mad Dog a 50 miler here in Scottsdale, where you ran around 50 miles. It was the held the day before the qualifying was over, just so people would qualify for Western. 50 mile time limit on a cement track, flat, three miles, 50 miles in order to qualify for Western. And then you sent in your application, and and if you wanted to get in, because Norm basically just you know, chose who got in back then, right? Yeah. So if you want to get in, you, you sent Norma Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yeah, that's what people really wanted to get in. You sent Norma Cactus and <laughs> and get in. That's, that's like, yeah. what was the so, entry so, yeah. fee back Started then? Running, oh, no idea. That, yeah, I was, you at, I saw that in your email. I'm like, I have no idea. It was really <laughs> expensive. Like, you know, still West probably the best deal out there price wise, some of these races are exorbitant, uh, you know, hundred dollars for a 12 mile race, uh, you know, yeah. things like this are going on and Western, you know, for everything that they do, you know, and I know how much work they put in because I do some of the work out there. My family does some of the work. I mean, today they were putting the logs back on the trail where we came into Duncan Canyon because they use a trail that's been closed. Now we have to put the logs back on the trail and close that trail. it's just just tons of work and the 1500 volunteers for 300 runs it just it's Mm. right
3: yeah well everyone wants to be a part of it
1: yeah
0: yeah but it's a reasonably priced race because Mm -hmm. you know it's what 450 or something or 425 something like that i don't know
3: it's Um, i actually looked it up just before we started it's 410 us which means that you paid 23 cents per minute to run and Jim Walmsley paid 46 cents per minute to run. Not very economical.
1: <laughs> you he got more bang kid for kid. your buck.
0: Yeah, he does not get the bang for the buck that I do. Yeah. <laughs> he did, <laughs> Sure didn't. Jim, Jim and my kids grew up together. My, so, yeah.
3: Oh, wow. Jim and I known each
0: other since he was in high school.
1: Yeah.
3: That's incredible.
1: So. <laughs> so yeah, back in ninety six that being your first Western, you did pretty good. You finished in 26 hours. You're happy with your time then?
0: No, I threw up and had diarrhea the entire race. (laughs) Oh, dear. This year, I was reflecting on that, you know, because I was I was very much faster then, right. I was very fast. I was winning hundreds and 50s and I was writing a lot of 50 Ks and 50 milers and stuff. And so I go to my first hundred Western. And I probably didn't do enough downhill training. Mm. Uh, I did. not I might have gone out to the training camp back when the training camp was. You showed up, you got on the bus, gave them a five dollar bill for the bus ride every day. You just give them five dollars or whatever. And then I probably came back to Phoenix and train and then went back out there. And I didn't have enough downhill legs, but I got food poisoning during the race. Oh. Back then they sent, they, they used to put, drop the water in the snow years, like two weeks before out in the high camp and they put a lot of chlorine in it and I was using that water. And so when I came through Robinson, I started puking right after Mm. I'm like, what is going on? I've never puked in a 50 K before. What the heck is going on? And I started puking right after and I had an upset stomach throughout and I puked and had diarrhea throughout the day and night. But I, again, I had Pat McKenzie fly out to be my, to use my crease. You know, this is ultra running, right? Paul, you're in Western. So Pat goes, Hey, I'll be your crew. You know, volunteers flies himself out. Brent Pinder, an old friend of mine. Hey, I'll pace you. So I'm like, I got two guys flying out from Arizona to crew and pace me. I damn, well better finish, huh? So, <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm running and just kept doing the run. And by the time I got past Green Gate, I had, didn't know when I was burping whether I should pull down my pants or bend over and throw oh. up. And so I'd pull down my pants and throw up and vice versa.
3: <laughs> what a terrible feeling. Wow. But, but still, you did it.
0: <laughs> That's how fast I was. Twenty six, twenty six, 26, 26 up and the whole thing until I got to about uh, Brown's Bar at that time. And then about Browns Bar, I finally started feeling good. And so I had like the third best time going up from no hands. Wow. Going up from no hands, the best time, I think, that year, when you look at the slits. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: My goal this year was like, okay, I'm 25 years older. Let's not throw up and all that stuff. Let's just run to our pace this year. But I, kind of what I figured I would be doing because it's been many years since I ran a fast 24-hour
3: pace there. So
1: well, yeah. Then, how did uh, before we get into this year's? How did you get that 24 hour because you did a 24 hour there one time? Now you know the course, you did, no, we a,
3: did a 2249.
0: A 2249
3: best
1: time, yeah, yeah. So, then what happened that year? You, you just smoked it.
0: Um, that uh, so I, I ran in, in 96, I ran again in 99, ran what 2452, ran in 2000, 2334, and then in 2006, I got in again. I stayed out there for training, didn't come home, just stayed out the whole time and mm-hmm. trained on the. And ironically, 10 days out, I do my last training run. And then I hike down, I think the Duncan Canyon to soak my legs in the ice water down there. And as I step onto the stream, I wrench my knee. And so I wiped out my knee 10 days before the race. Oh no. So I took compl- that 10 days before the race. I- didn't, couldn't walk, couldn't run, did not anything and wore a knee brace on the right leg during the race, the whole thing. Well, oh, almost wow. the whole thing, because yeah, I didn't know I, I ran like one mile before the race and that was it just oh, to see wow. if I could run. So I had I was tapered really well, great tapering.
3: <laughs> so that was the key to your success. And of course, by the time I ran
0: the race, that knee brace started off on the right knee, but in the last 15 miles, <laughs> it went over the <laughs> <laughs> that year, my, my son was also running the race. He had run the race the year before. As mm-hmm. an 18 year old, grew up running this race. They were eventually my pacers in the race. James, uh, at a young age, 12, was pacing me the whole pacing duties for that race. And some my son Charlie also paced me in my first year, or in '99, they paced me. James paced me in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2006, he was supposed to be running the race but he messed up his legs. Oh just no! Before. So my sister is my greatest crew and she was supposed to crew him and everybody's supposed to take care of him. And I was just gonna run and let him run well. And I was just gonna run and no pacer and no crew, just run and do it that way. But then he messed up and he couldn't run very well. So I ran without a pacer, and but I did have a crew to Green Gate. And then my sister picked me up as pacer and I had just gotten her into running recently, mm-hmm. but even Green Gate, I kept dropping her behind me, and she got scared. So I'd have to wait for her. To catch up to me. <laughs> yeah, come on, catch up! With, so we gotta go. And <laughs> then after about ten miles, being slow, waiting for her, then my legs kind of locked up. So we just got in. So
3: it was so a had, family affair, 10,
0: and it's always been a family affair. Yeah, it's always been a family affair.
1: When did the lottery yeah. start then happening for you when you had to now start getting lottery well, tickets? I
0: started doing the lottery and stuff like that and I was I, I meant to look at that today. I was looking at the lottery numbers. I don't know I haven't seen that i was I was looking at it's in the brochure this year but the lottery started with like you know there's you know we had 340, 340 entries and there's like 800 people reading in and I'm like, this is ridiculous. you got a 50 percent chance So after about 2006 I didn't put in. I quit putting in. I was like, Mm. this lottery is stupid, (laughs) putting in. And I quit doing, pretty much quit doing hundreds for a while after 2006. I got kind of married and then we didn't run so many hundreds anymore. Right. So yeah, Yeah, I didn't like the lottery and didn't want to do that, So I did. Sure. Stopped all that.
3: Well, it must have been a a big change, the fact that you were doing it when you could just simply submit your name and you know, the race is growing, even though the numbers aren't growing. Everything around the race is growing and the amount of the aid station setups and the pre and the post and the, the party at the finish line kind of thing. So it's, you know, once you get a taste for how it was and the changes, sometimes it's not as fun. But I guess in this case.
1: Yeah. To, to <laughs> now to get in, now you win the lottery. Now it's a big deal, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't have a whole lottery
0: thing. is crazy. And, and you know, I wasn't doing races anymore, uh, hundreds and stuff, until my sister uh, comes out for Javelina. She liked to do Javelina out here, and I'd pace her every year for Javelina. And I w- I'm a cross-country coach, and I'm coaching cross-country, and she's out for Javelina. And I'm doing my championship cross-country run with my kids. And she calls me up and says, hey, Paul, I signed you up for Javelina. I said, the hundred he no, the hundred mile. I go, the hundred mile, you mean that starts tomorrow? <laughs> he says, Yeah. You think I should train for it tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I when I got to Havelina, I ran to the first aid station and said, This is stupid. I'm sitting down until she gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Sat down. Waited for her and said, I'm just going to run with you for the first three laps of the race. So I just ran with her and said, you want to do a 24-hour pace? We'll do a 24-hour pace. Fine. <laughs> so I ran for her for 24 hours. Took care of her because that's what I do is I take care of my sister. I'm, a, I'm her pacer. I keep her going. So I took care of her for three laps and then got her out of the aid station and finally filled up my stuff and said, okay, let's go two more, two more laps. And her husband paced me for one lap. We ran really fast. And I tried to drop them <laughs> and then I did one more lap by myself, and I came in under 24 hours.
1: Wow! So per- that that's the perfect way to do it.
0: <laughs> so then, then she goes, "Okay, now put in for Western." I'm like, "Okay, there's no chance of getting in Western, right?" And we got in. <laughs> and then she goes, "Okay, we'll put in as a threesome for Leadville for this year." And I'm like, "Okay, there's no chance of getting in Leadville, right?" And we got in. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's awesome. So, so let's talk about Western States this year. This is what everyone's, everyone's mind about this crazy finish. Let's talk about how you were feeling leading up to Western this year.
0: I was, you know, I went out and stayed out there for the entire month after the training blocks. My sister has now moved to Auburn. Oh,
2: oh wow. Okay.
0: Um, they, it was about a mile and a half, two miles from the finish line now. She, <laughs> she likes it. She didn't like running when I started this She likes it now a lot, but so she does a ton <laughs> of hundreds. So I just stayed out there and did my training, ran almost the entire course a couple of times, Nice. Uh, really worked on stuff, ran a lot with her because it, this was the year after the COVID year, you know, we were in t- supposed to be in last year, yeah. you know, we knew we were supposed to run this and we kind of planned to run it together. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, I wasn't, I had pulled a hamstring three years ago and I was just starting to come back and so I was like we'll just run this together and that was our plan if it had happened last year so I'm like I'm just gonna run this together and so this running training this year she realized Paul you're running faster than my go (laughs) you can run on your own I'll get my own paces. you can just go (laughs) which was a mistake (laughs) so
1: so you're uh, feeling uh, good then going to this race
0: yeah, we 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 trained together and did a lot of stuff. I did a couple of training runs of my own.
3: Was this the hottest year you had experienced at Western?
0: No, no. no. Uh, uh, I think 2018 was hotter mm. for me, um, but I also iced up a lot in on that one. Um, there's been some really hot years that I've run it, but but uh, this year was the le- there was no snow anywhere. I've never run it without snow on the course. Oh wow, and that was amazing. It's like wow, this is a really nice course up here. I've never seen this part.
1: <laughs> so let's take it.
0: Let's
1: let's just take it to the starting of the day. So you start at the day and everything's feeling fine. And then when did things started to go kind of sideways? Not to plan. <laughs> let's just say not to plan.
0: Everything. Well, the quads went out earlier than I thought because I thought I'd done enough training. So that wasn't a plan. I thought, what the heck is going on with my quads? So I was getting uh i was putting stuff on my quads trying to save them but i i held on um during the race stayed cool enough to forest hill and i got to forest hill what about nine o'clock at night
2: just
0: mm-hmm. doing okay i heard about my quads there and then my son took my ice bandana off and said we're not going to need this at night we get cold now and i said i doubt it but it's okay but, so we, and then we started running down and my stomach blew out again mm-hmm. and i just started the burping thing in the upset stomach and so usually in the cal street section which is just a wonderful section to run well on i'd done i'd done two or, i'd done that two or three times this session mm-hmm. training i was like i was getting i was going down and i knew my quads hurt going down that was okay but even on the flats my stomach was being too upset to run the flats well and i kept getting slow and slower and so it just all bogged down out there and i started losing time big time because my stomach was out. And I so I started vomiting about mile 65. Okay, I
3: 65.
1: And yeah, how but, much time were uh, you in the race at this time? It's mile 65.
0: I was probably about 10, 10 1030 at night. Okay. So that's about
1: 17, 17, 17 hours.
0: hours? Yeah. And I think I just got too hot, too hot at night. Mm. And wow. that's, that's often. I hate it when my stomach blows up. My stomach goes not good.
3: Yeah, so you weren't (laughs) keeping anything down. Nothing was staying down.
0: No, nothing was processing. Nothing down. I couldn't take anything. Couldn't eat for a while. Had trouble drinking for a while. So I got to Cal one. I think I kind of sat down and lied down at Cal one because my stomach was blowing up, and I think I actually had to lie down, and that didn't work because then I couldn't burp, so that didn't happen. And then. So we really were stuck, stuck there for, for a while in Calvin um, And then took some soup there. Ugh, that was scary. <laughs> Started moving out of there, but I'm just burping and burping, and belching and burping. Having another throw up session somewhere out there. My son, James, is pacing me again. He flew in to just pace me for that. Right. Well, last time I stole them from Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I was just, I, I puked all the way down to the river and uh, my stomach was just shot. And then at the river, I sat for a bit. Camila was there. Camila was there. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like she pulled me Yeah, I'm like, and then she got up just as I was getting there and she got up and got across and ran in okay. But that was so awesome that she got up and ran in.
3: It was. (laughs) It was nice to see her do that.
1: It was good to see her do that.
3: But you're you're obviously seeing a lot of carnage around you at these aid stations because a third of the runners actually did not finish. So there had to be so much carnage happening throughout the day.
0: Yeah. And there was carnage. I mean, there was carnage early with the heat. Some people died and came back. Some people died and stayed dead.
1: (laughs) What made you keep going? You're you're down, but you're not out. What, where is the mind going?
0: I, I'm not going to quit. I've never quit on a race. I I've, I've don't like DNFing. Yeah. So, yeah. So i just going. And I, when I got to Greengett, I switched to my, my daughter-in-law, Erin, James's friend, who's, who's going to run me the last 20 miles. And she's a nurse.
3: Ooh, awesome. smart. Smart.
0: So now when I'm growing up, I have somebody to rub my back while I'm growing up.
3: <laughs> and hold your hair.
1: Yeah, hold your oh, hair back.
0: <laughs> every, I just told her, I go, you know, we're going too slow for me to finish. And if I don't pick this up, we're not going to get to the finish. We may not make the next aid station if I can't pick up because I'm dropping out of a 30-minute mile. I'm right. walking and stopping, in. Like I, I, I have to pick this up, and I'm about mile what 60, 83 or so, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't, I need to eat, I need to drink, and if I do, I'm going to throw up. Uh, so I tried to take two um, uh, Endurox, uh, Endurolights Extreme. I tried to take those, two of those. And as soon as those pills hit the back of my throat, <clears> throat> I'm throwing up again.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Projecting them. It's
0: like patting me in the back, rubbing my back. Like, okay, we threw up. Maybe we can run now. So I said, this is it. Either I go for it now or we're going to be done. So we're just going to try it. So I drank a little water and I took half a goo (laughs) scary I'll just taste the goo oh god and ran a little bit I was like okay just I know I can I just threw up I should be able to at least to get a mile in right
3: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) 10 minutes and I just threw up there's nothing to do with it so I ate half the goo and I start burping with that I'm like oh crap I'm burping but it's like I keep going and I get a little bit goo and we start picking up the pace and so my pace drops back down to Fourteen minutes, then a twelve minute, then an eleven minute, and I can start again. And I just start slowly eating and drinking and trying to hold it together. And we picked up pace. So I made made a ALT with about twenty minutes before the cutoff. I got there. They were doing. They and, were what? And Sorry, twenty minute horn blew off as I was. Oh, there.
3: okay. Okay. Wow!
0: So they're go. And my sister now has been catching me for the last hour.
3: Nice.
0: I've, I've been waiting for her, to basically. She's going to catch me. Yeah. But I'm like, needs to get here. And she showed up with about three minutes to go before the cutoff, and then she stopped there.:
1: Oh, like, that's geez. too bad. That's too
0: bad. Man if I was pacing you wouldn't have dropped there. If I was, with you, <laughs> you'd have kept going.
1: <laughs> you two should have been like this I'm trying to just get in together like this.:
3: <laughs> So when did you figure out that you were last? in last or were you were you leapfrogging
0: no well i you know when it gets really quiet beyond you everybody's past you now nobody's passing you anymore uh-huh <laughs> you realize you're in trouble <laughs> in 2018 my problem that year is i got the lean you know like sean did in front of me
1: yeah yeah
0: that's what happened in 2018 i went through green gate and i had the lean and the lean was to the right and all the turns were to the left, and that just wasn't working for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when we saw Sean, when we saw Sean this year on the track with the lean, it was like, wow, it's happening again. Like, hilarious. we can't believe it. We can't believe it.
1: Before you got to the track, though, there's that uphill that you have to climb to get over into the tracks. So you knew that hill was coming.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting, you know, I just get through ALT and I want to get past mile 90. Cause that's where I dropped last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so let's get past 90 and cause I don't want to get pulled at 90 again. So I'm running to 90 and then i turn to Aaron and I look at my watch and I go, we're back on track here. We're doing good. If we can run. And I, and I'm running well now, so I'm running the road and I, we go up the climb out of Quartz a Tra- quartz road off the river climb up cross highway 49 climb up painted rocks but it's starting to get hot again mm. and i see my ooh, like where's my ice bandana ooh we didn't bring it <laughs> crap so at that point i'm like okay i've got 55 minutes we're good we should make it and then i tried going up and i was blowing up again
3: oh no yeah no you
0: remember i had Paced my sister in 2017 through all of this
2: section, right, where she was barely hitting cutoff. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We run the north. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's BAM, then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate-style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit GottaRunRacing.com for more details. Now, back to the show.
0: So I'm, I've passed no hands and I'm using my sister's 2017 finish and what I told her to inspire me to get the hell up and join and, and Aaron's going, come on, Paul, this is pretty flat. You can run this. I'm like, I don't think actually I can right now, but we'll try. And I think I have about a 10 minute window, but by the time I hit the road, it's down to about a three minute window.
2: Ooh.
0: Mm. Look at my timing. I'm, I'm there about, about 20 minutes to go and i know at 17 you really gotta push so i got about a three minute window and so i'm like okay and i've done this before but i'm pushing going up and everybody's yelling at me come on my son takes my pack off you'll be lighter without the pack dad <laughs> okay <laughs> and i'm like where's mile 99 i know there's a huge crowd where's mile 99 he was looking for it now you're getting desperate yeah and there's a huge group of people at mile 99 that are cheering, go Paul, go Paul. I'm like, this feels good. And then it's like, okay, where's the damn bridge? Where's the bridge, James? Where's the bridge? Damn it, where's the bridge? I'm like, <laughs> keep going, keep going. And there's guys around me, all going, come on, Paul, you got this. Keep going, we got to go now. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I take three steps and start puking again. Oh no! <laughs> and I now my three minute window starts to evaporate. And as I'm now puking in the middle of the street in somebody's front yard, I'm like, I'm embarrassing say <laughs> so, okay keep three times and i like okay all right here we go and i tried to stand up and start puking again oh. and I'm like oh no this and so i and i'm i don't throw up well <laughs> <laughs> not, i just want to get up just where's the bridge just get me the bridge but now i'm scared because my quads are shot of oh crap now i have to run down how am i going to make it down yeah down is not yeah but it's like at this point, like, just go, go. So I get to the bridge and let's just run down. And so, I, out of my three minutes, I think I blew at least two of them, maybe all three of them throwing up.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: My three minute window. And I'm like, dime, what do we got? And he goes, Oh, we've got uh, so many minutes with six. We got 0. 0.6 to go, Dad. Point six to go.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, we're running down. And I'm just, I just, at that point, I'm just running down and my legs are starting to cramp. And I'm like, I need a drink and I get a drink and stuff. I'm just cramping up, but I'm just trying to get in. At this point, I'm desperate, and I'm just trying to get in. And you know, you talk about when people are leaning; people, it's very concerning, right? So there was a family that lives at the top of the hill that always that was coming back for me because I was the last place finished. When they saw, they went with him, which is cool. This family went with him to bring him in. So when you saw him coming down, that was a family that lived up in Placer up on the hill up there, okay, came down with him. They were actually going to come back for me. That's their tradition to come back for the last guy. But they saw and brought him because he was in such need. Yeah. So they helped him in. So he was like 10 or 15 minutes ahead of me when he hit mile
1: 99.
0: Wow. Nobody had had seen anybody for a long time when I came through.
1: Wow. So So you made some serious time here.
0: Well, no, Sean was going that slow. Oh, OK. <laughs> wow. Sean, Sean was really struggling. Because I, yeah, I was at least 10 or 15 minutes behind him, going up Roby Point, etc., and all that stuff. I was way behind him. So let, let's, was,
1: talk, let's talk about the track then. So when you finally put your foot on the track, you saw Sean where?
0: I never saw Sean. Okay Sean, Look at the video. Sean hit the track with seven minutes to go yes all right yeah. it took him seven or five minutes just to get around that track <laughs>
3: oh my gosh and the crowd's <laughs> growing around him so you you can't really tell where he is
0: and i can't see that far and i'm just trying not to fall over yeah because i'm cramping so i'm just trying to run and not fall over at that point like I, I don't want to go fast i can't go faster i don't want to go slower if i go slower i'm going to fall over i just got to run so I'm just running and just running in and I don't, I look at my watch. I have no idea. Okay. We're close. We'll get in, but I'm just trying to get in yeah. and I don't really anything at the finish line until I'm running. We come around the corner and I'm like, Oh shit, I can't get to the finish line. And suddenly Sean came to the finish line and bounced off of it. And yes. <laughs> and then everybody's crowded around him. And so I'm coming to the finish line. And suddenly it's blocked
1: Yes. Yeah, But at that point, hold <laughs> yes. on, hold on. At <laughs> that point, you and Sean are now neck and neck. Literally. You could have passed him if.
0: Well, he had gotten timed when he put his foot on the line. Oh. <laughs> he, he had put his foot on the line. They timed him, and then he bounced off of it, and then he came back on. I think they timed him the first time he hit it okay jody has a bunch of questions for you okay
3: i'm dying to know i'm dying to know you cut you're on the track you see this marching band you see people jumping up and down you didn't see any of it you didn't see any of that you're just like zoomed in where's the finish line that's it okay you can't oh my gosh
1: Oh my okay, God. Okay, so when you cross the finish line and you now realize this is an obstacle course. <laughs> I'm bouncing off of people. Yes. you bouncing you're, off of people. You're a bowling ball.
0: If you see me as I finish, I throw my hands in the air yeah. thinking I'm celebrating. Yeah. I'm cramping, I'm cramping. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't celebrating. I, did. I saw my video twice and I'm like, that's not me celebrating. That's a crap hitting. So but the I'm first person about- you, the first person you hit is that little girl, <laughs> the little blonde girl. So the poor little blonde girl was helping out Sean, who turned exactly the wrong way and just came straight into me. And I'm like, oh, and I, and I hit her before the finish line, and somebody else, and then the poor guy after the finish line. I was like, I'm falling, and I hit him really hard. Me? He gives me like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I'm just collapsing at that point but that
3: was the guy in the red t-shirt he gave you daggers,
0: daggers. I thought there was gonna be a
3: fight <laughs> I, I'm
0: taking him no in fact these guys messaged me later the guy up on the hill messaged me and says I'm so sorry I saw the video and my, my daughter got in your way I'm sorry I was taking care of Sean oh dude you were trying to take care of Sean you're awesome you are great um, yeah, you, you look at all the other finishes and it's a wide open finish, right? Yes. yes. You look at yes. all the wide open finish, everybody coming in. And I couldn't find the darn thing. When I got there.
3: <laughs> exactly. I felt so bad for you because, you know, after all you've been through, I could only imagine in my head what you went through in that day before we got to speak to you today. And then you enter the finish line. You can't even see it. And all you want to do is get across it. So yeah. I and then it was pinball. Pinball, but that wasn't unexpected
0: because in 2017 with my sister, I was pacing her and we came around the corner and the finish line was completely blocked <gasps> because there was a runner that finished in front of her. Oh. They thought that was her and the crowd had closed in. So I came I got in front of Karen and started body blocking people, opening a lane, <laughs> trying to get her in, screaming and yelling, runner, runner. And I'm pushing people, pushing people, pushing people. Yeah. If you ever watch her finish on video, that famous 2017 2017 second finish, if you see her finish, you'll see me coming around and suddenly I disappear from her because as her pacer, I'm trying to move people off the track to get them to clear.
1: Oh my gosh. And that
0: was, uh, that was, you know, 40 yards out that the crowd was on the track.
3: And did you Um, say that that was 40 yards? Did you say that she was the last place finisher that year?
0: Yeah. This is
3: is the family affair records broken here. (laughs) Siblings DFL. Oh, please tell me you're getting a t-shirt made. (laughs) 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 This is awesome.
0: My paces, there's no way we're doing what we did with Karen. What I did with Karen's in 2000s, that we're not doing DFL, we're not doing nine seconds, it's too stressful. We're not doing that.
1: Oh, well, amazing! When you finally oh crossed, what did you do? Where did you go? Did you collapse on the field? Out to find me a chair and some shade. I need some shade and, a chair
0: and some moisture on my body, <laughs> so I just
1: Thank you and hugged and saw everybody and then found the shade and sat down. Wow. So when did Karen know that you did DFL'd as well? When did she finally get to the finish? Because she had to now get herself.
0: She was there. She had already come to the finish line. Oh. She had already oh, gotten there. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the reasons why I think she she dropped it ALT because she had a ride out.
3: Damn it. <laughs> Smart. No horse. No horse no, for her.
0: <laughs> no horse.
3: <laughs> That's incredible. She was
0: at the track. She didn't, couldn't get up and do anything about it. But she was at the track.
3: And how are you feeling? It's been just under a week. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, first couple of days was really, really, really bad. I mm-hmm. had, I basically had broke. Um, any any amount of sun, any heat just killed me. I I couldn't do anything. If it got warm at all, I was just dying. So, yeah, I had a really bad two days afterwards, um, and I got home and threw up again. I was mm-hmm. still throwing up. I like, didn't recover for at least a day, a day and a half that I wasn't eating and drinking very well, but uh, feeling good now. I came back to Phoenix, ran seven miles uh, yesterday and felt good. Wow. Flat. <laughs> seven <laughs> flat miles. Hiked PS2 a peak today with a friend, and that felt decent. So,
1: And now you have look- a ticket to Western again, will you put your name back in the lottery? Come on, now. That's the thing. You have to put your name in the
0: lottery, right? If you ever want to do it again, you have to put your name in the lottery. So, hate me because I've gotten in now in one ticket and two tickets the last two times. (laughs) Great. It's gotten so popular, but I really hate having to put into races six months in advance. You're in advance. I'm older and injury prone. And, you know, I don't know what I'm going to feel like six months from now. I want to put in the future. I I really liked when I started off this sport, you could just show up and sign up for the race and, and go and do the race.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, And that just doesn't exist anymore for the most part.
3: Yeah. It doesn't. Do you have any bucket list races that you got to get to? Nope.
0: Nope. No, there's no, no bucket list out there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've, done my lessons, I've done my westerns i've i've done all my bucket list stuff got talked into leadville i've done that
1: so. will will you do how about cocodona now that you've, you mm. you know all of these places how about do all that in one day
3: one day Oh, sorry days. five days
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking about that
0: you know you got to average 50 miles a day my son James is a big coach and he decided to jump into coca with no training at all this year. And yeah, that first section was brutal this year. Mm. I was wondering, do you know Noel Kingston? Yeah, I know
1: Noel. Yeah. We, we, we did a podcast with him. He was our last podcast we did with him. He talked about coca Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. great. So yeah. So Patty, the mother of Jamil, blames me for aero viper running. She says, Paul, you know, it's all your damn fault.
3: <laughs> well then we have you to thank because we love them too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they are awesome. They came out to her across the years back in the day and took a shine to it. And so yeah, we we've been together for a long time. Wow. Yeah, Patty, Patty's like Paul, it's all your damn fault. You started this <laughs> mess.
3: <laughs> well Arizona sure has a strong uh, running community in terms of trails, that's for sure.
0: We're yep, hoping, to, we're yeah.
3: hoping to retire there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Come. If everybody else can't. Why can't you? <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Paul. Before we go, we like to end our podcast with a little rapid fire question. So if you don't mind, we're going to throw a few questions at you and you can just, first thing comes in your mind. Okay. Okay. Rolling stones or beetles. Stones beer or wine
0: beer root beer
3: root beer okay fair (laughs) enough do you wear split shorts yes or no
0: not anymore
3: i bet you did
0: though
3: (laughs) star wars or star trek
0: star wars yeah
3: do you have a tattoo no no another sport you'd like to excel in
1: I don't know. That one.
3: <laughs> Tennis.
1: Run. Swimming. Biking. Beer pong? Beer pong.
3: <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to?
0: Oh my, that would be fun. Um, you know, I'm a history teacher, right? So yeah, there's just too many things. But I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go back in time. People, it was hard life back then. It was, yeah. it was a hard life, yeah. I think we're living in a golden age right now. We're living, my my generation has lived in a very sweet spot.
3: Yes, I, it's true. So I think it's the best
0: we've ever been alive.
3: That's true. Okay, last question. Favorite junk food?
0: Mm, root beer floats. <laughs>
1: Awesome. One more question. Name a superpower. I've got to know. Name a f- your superpower you like to have.
0: Well, obviously, endurance, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Run forever.
3: <laughs> this exactly. has been awesome. Thank you so much, Paul Bonet.
1: <laughs> thank you for inviting
3: me.
0: I appreciate it. It's, it's been fun.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for interviewing. It's
3: and congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Take care. Bye. Very good.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye now. Well, there you go, Jody. All your questions are answered.
3: <laughs> First of all, his name's pronounced Paul Bonet. Bonnet, yes. Okay. We I'm sure at one time it was spelt more French, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> I love the fact that he's been through the rodeo before. With his well, sister. he's
3: been way. He's been through a lot of
1: rodeos. Yeah. This
3: guy has an amazing running background yeah. that we learned so much about today.
1: And he's in the book Born to Run.
3: And he's in Born to Run. <laughs> like epic stuff, man.
1: Wins man against horse, which is an old race in uh, Prescott, still happening today.
3: One of the first directors of Across the Years.
1: Wow, he has a lot to he say, is, yeah. and I would love to just talk his ear off at all those races. Absolutely. <laughs> but,
3: Great energy, too. Yeah, a
1: lot of energy. I guess that's, that's what probably kept him going. Come on, I got, I got the energy out there. Loved it. Oh, and then the finish line was so epic.
3: And I can't wait to watch the 2017. I think I remember that. Nine seconds to go?
1: Yes, with his sister. His sister? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I'm going to get both videos and put it side by side.
3: Can't wait to see it.
1: <laughs> all right, so there you have it. This is... Uh... Our first DFL <laughs> of our race and to get his take on it. Amazing. Amazing.
2: Anything else? Nope. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gottarunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gottarunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!